The Detroit Tigers have now dropped five of their last six after a shutout loss in Minnesota. Today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. I think I did that one out of order than I usually do as well. <laughs> I've said that a couple of days in a row now. Welcome back. The Tigers drop this one 2 to nothing to the Minnesota Twins. Um... I did not – I wasn't going to record tonight. I'm recording this right after the game. Uh, I, I I wasn't going to record a show tonight. A lot of, uh, lot, lot of stuff happening in, uh, in the world. I, I, I wasn't sure I really wanted to, to, to do this. Um, however, I do think – that sports can be a beautiful and and necessary escape. I've talked about my my mental health journey quite a lot uh, on on this platform. I have talked about uh, going to therapy and all that, and and how important um, having somewhat of of an escape where you can just relax for a little bit even if it is talking about a shutout loss on a, on a bad baseball team even if it is that I think that a lot of people find a lot of important importance in that and I have been fortunate enough um, to find myself in a position where I can provide that to people so while this certainly is not about me at all not even a little bit not even a single iota um, we're here and we're going to have a good show. We're going to have a damn good show. And we're going to talk about Tigers baseball and we're going to talk about how, how upset they make us. And we're going to talk about how, how they got shut out again. Um, because just as though, just as though, just as it is, uh, I, I think an important escape for some listeners out there, um, this is my escape too. So let's just all be kind to each other. Spread spread love as best you can. And uh and 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 let let's talk some tigers. All right. Tigers drop this one two to nothing. Like I said, uh another loss in Target Field. I feel like the Tigers just play really weird baseball games at Target Field. I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I just feel like Target Field is weird. There's like this this little – it's not a curse because it's not always bad. It, it has been this year because pretty much everything this season has been bad. But I, I feel like just since the inception of Target Field, when I'm thinking of like what are the weird games that, that happen? What are like the odd games? Like – 70% of them are just in this stupid ballpark. 
it's actually not stupid. It's a beautiful place to watch a baseball game. I'll be completely honest with you. My my dad and I uh, went a couple of summers ago. Uh, it's just like there was a stretch. I remember. I want to say, shoot, want to say it was 2016, summer of 16. There was a stretch where there was like 40 runs scored or 50 runs scored in a three game series or something ridiculous. And then, you know, in 2020, there was crazy games where we were like down nine and then came back and then lost. And last year there were weird games with the same thing. Like there's just something about playing in this, in this ballpark that just brings out weird baseball when the Tigers play in it. And I'm kind of tired of it. To be honest with you, I'm really tired of it. Um, And here we are, another shutout. Another starting pitcher uh, shoves against us. Sonny Gray, seven innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, ten strikeouts. That's a great day at the office, ain't it? This offense, and look, you know the sad part? We're like a week away from June. We are literally a week away from from the month of June. What are, what are we doing, man? What are, what are we doing? So ridiculous. We are a week away from June. And the OPS is read as follows. 533, 520, 733, 573, 558, 450, 629, 624, 461, 577. Those were the OPSs of everyone that entered the ball game tonight. So that includes Dad's Cameron, even though he didn't have an at-bat. He has a 450 OPS. That is one OPS over 700. Sorry, that's one OPS over 650. That's one OPS over 630. Willie Castro, second in the lineup in OPS with a 629. Spencer Torkelson, with a 190 batting average, has your third highest OPS at 624. What on earth are we doing? Robbie Grossman, I don't know why anyone throws him balls out of the strike zone. He spits on everything that's out of the zone, and I love him to death for it. The problem is, all you have to do is throw three balls in the strike zone, and and Robbie's toast. That's it. One, two, three, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, as the old adage goes. That's it. That's it. He was 0 for 4 with 3 Ks. His batting average dips below 190. His on-base percentage is still 306, which I, I think that continues to be the saddest part of all this is that he is still second on the team in on-base percentage with this lineup that we put out there tonight. Second on the team in OBP. Here's the thing. I love Miguel Cabrera. I love him. We all do. He, he's he's a he's an icon. He, he's a figure of this team in this city, and he's going to have twenty four. He's going to be retired as as soon as he he retires, and there's probably going to be a statue out there next to Cobb and and, and Horton and and Garinger and Kaline and all them. Right? 
he is pushing 40 and his 733 OPS comfortably leads your team. He is a, over a hundred points higher in OPS than the, the, the next closest player on the team with this lineup tonight. And that person's Willie Castro, who's in the midst of a one for 22 stretch. Is it longer now? 24? Unbelievable. And we're almost to June. There's no more. Oh, well, like, just wait, guys. Everybody just wait. It'll all be all right. Just wait. The offensive comer. I was, I was just wait guy. That was me. It's now almost June. You don't get to be just wait guy or, or, or girl anymore. You don't. Sorry. You don't. It's unbelievable. It's the end of May, and we have a team full of 500 OPS players. I think it's pretty safe to say that if you went and you asked everybody, anybody in this fan base, Hey, on May 25th, what's your worst case scenario? Right? I think, you know, like people love to play that game. Best case, worst case scenario for a team this upcoming season. If you would have picked by the end of May, May 31st or June 1st, however you want to word it, what is your worst case scenario for this team? I think you would have been hard-pressed to even find somebody who with all the optimism and all the hype that this team had going into on opening day, that I think it would have been difficult to even find somebody who would have said, you know what, I think worst-case scenario is like second-worst record in all of baseball, third-worst, bottom-three record in all of baseball, the worst offense in baseball, and four starting pitchers all hurt. I think most people would have given you a better worst case scenario than that. And here we are. It is still only May 25th, however. And we do still have a lot of baseball to be played. It's just unfortunate that you have probably probably dug yourself into such a deep hole that even if you do turn it around and play some good baseball, it might be too little too late. That's super unfortunate. Super unfortunate. Let's talk about the pitching in this game. Done with the offense. Let's talk about the pitching. First, though, got to tell y'all about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Spring in the air. What a beautiful last couple of days in the Motor City, by the way. Two days ago was a little chilly. Got a little bit cold for my liking. But like the last couple of days, you know, like that spring, like mid-60s and sunny vibe. Oh, nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. So with spring in the air, it's the time of renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs. 
to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That is a lot of human beings. Then add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so network, so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools, screening, questionings make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small business rates LinkedIn jobs the number one source in do- in delivering. That is how you say that word. Quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster So did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? This is the place to be, for real. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we are back here for segment two. At Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out check out the Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of LMV games with analysis from all of our local experts here on the network. Taking fans to the season like no other network. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. I can't speak, apparently. Goodness gravy. That was rough. That was really rough. For a great podcast and a great product, really butchered that. That's on me. I, I gotta, I gotta get in the lab and be better. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta grind. Get back on my A game. That was really tough, and uh, I, I genuinely apologize. Okay, let's get back to uh, the team that probably owes us an apology at this point in the year. Um, the pitching. Let's let's just do Bo Brisky right now. We won't spend too much time on him to be honest with you because there's not a whole lot to talk about look the the fact of the matter is with brisky at this point in his development until he finds even just one pitch that can generate consistent whiffs or that he can lean on to get a whiff this is this is what he's going to be at the major league level and in the minors, that pitch was the changeup, especially when it was pitch mixed and, and tunneled well with the four seam. He was able to get whiffs on both of those pitches. It's not the case at the major league level so far. Five whiffs in this one, three on the four seam, two on the changeup, and zero between the curveball and slider combined, which he threw again, combined 22 times. So he, he only even generated two swings on them, period. The the curveball and the slider. Uh, and only four called strikes on both of them combined, period. So uh, was honestly just not – I mean, the slider and curveball seemed to be pretty uncompetitive pitches in this one. Uh, then went very four-seam fastball heavy, almost 50 four-seam fastballs on ninety in a 90-pitch outing. The average exit velocity wasn't too bad in this one, 86.5, less than 86.5 miles an hour. Uh, the average exit velo on the changeup was really solid, 76 and a half miles an hour for the average. I mean, that's that's really solid. It's a lot of weak contact, uh, six balls in play. The problem is just, uh, I mean, like the CSW percentage was 20. 20% is, is, is very low for a 90-pitch outing. 
That is called strikes plus whiffs. If you're if you're listening to the show for the first time, don't want anyone to be left behind there. Um, that's a it's a stat we I personally like to bring up a lot. I think we we like to talk about it a lot, um, and I I think it's a really good indicator of how well you were pitching and how well certain pitchers were pitches were being utilized and how effective they were. Um, and, and just not a whole lot of effectiveness tonight. You're not getting called strikes, not getting whiffs. What do you, you know what I mean? Like what, what, what are we talking about? It's hard to hard, hard to think that, that you're going to have a super productive and he only gave up two runs, but he did that in four innings. He had 90 pitches in four innings and gave up six hits and two runs. This wasn't some catastrophic, you know, implosion of a performance, but it was just highlighting the, the the where he is in development right now, which is inability to throw a, a pitch that can generate a swing and a miss or rely on a single pitch to be like, hey, I, I need a whiff right now. This is what I'm going to go to. He doesn't have that in his bag, at least at a major league level. It is developable. His changeup is a pitch developable. That's a fun word. It is a pitch that in the minors was, was effective in that regard. And I think it could be at the major league level. I really like his changeup a ton. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bo Brisky. I am. This is not, you know, to say that he'll never be able to do any of these things. But, excuse me, it's just right now, that's just where we're at. There's just, there's, there's no swing and miss ability right now. And he's relying a lot on just trying to miss barrels. And there's a lot of flyouts to the warning track. When Bo Brisky takes the bump right now. So that's just where he's at with his development. Not really costing the team anything. We lost two to nothing. The bullpen shined again. And Brisky left there with only giving up two runs. Not not going to sit here and, and complain for half an hour. About the pitching. When the offense can never provide the pitching any sort of support ever. Ever. Two to nothing. Didn't give up a run after the, what, third inning? Yeah. It was two to nothing after the third, and it was a two to nothing final. Bo Brisky pitched through the fourth. There you go. Certainly not his fault that we lost the game, even though it wasn't some stellar outing. So he'll probably get the ball again in five days. He, I can guarantee you, actually, given the, the injury state and everything, he's going to get the ball again in five days. Um, Just needs to, to work on that. And I don't think it's really – I'll end on this. I don't think it's really a, a pitch mix thing per se. I think it's a major league pitch mix thing. I think there are certain <clears> – <throat> there's some – caught in my throat. I'm so sorry. There, there There's some pitches and, and pitch mixes – that you can do to generate swings and misses and, and catch people off guard and get people off balance in the minors and in AAA and AA that you cannot do at, at the major league level. And it, it won't work as well at the major league level. We saw it with Tarek Skubal, right? Skubal was a fastball heavy pitcher. Gave up a ton of home runs, still got his strikeouts, but gave up a boatload of hard contact for the first two years of his career. Year and a half, whatever you want to call it. Year and a 60-game COVID season. A ton of hard contact. 
He was putting up like 14, 15, 16 K per nine numbers in, in double A. Scuba was. So we we know that it's possible to, to develop past this. We know that it's possible to get there. But where it stands currently, that's just where we are. Still like the kid a lot. Still think he's got a bright future in this league. But we need to get through that. And we need to develop. I think it probably will end up being the changeup if everything goes to plan. Uh, we, we need to develop at least one pitch that, that can get us some uh, some swings and misses. And, uh, and yeah, there you go. There's your Bo Brisky breakdown. Not his fault. Two to nothing. Can't win if you can't score. Let's get into the bullpen and, and the rest of the game and the rest of the team and all that jazz right after this. All right, everybody. We are back here for our third and final segment at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, baby. Okay. So, let's see. Let's talk about the bullpen, shall we? Let's talk about the pen. Um, Foley. All over the place. With, with with the command, but tight roped out of danger. Mad respect. Also, what are we doing defensively? Really quick. Like, Derek Hill, phenomenal play. Like, phenomenal, phenomenal play Derek Hill had um, in, in center field. One of the best defensive plays we've seen from him all season. Probably the best defensive play we've seen, we've seen from him all season. He's weird because we were we were all promised like this elite defender, and if he can just hit decently, he'll be so valuable. And while he's had flashy moments and he's had good plays, uh, as a whole, I've been slightly, I guess, underwhelmed, I guess is the word, by Derrick Hill. He clearly has all the intangibles. He clearly has the athleticism to be an elite defender. Uh, but at the major league level so far, I, I just didn't see that, and his metrics didn't grade out that well defensively either um and and so it's really nice to see you know a a really good defensive play by Derek Hill and he deserves a ton of credit and hopefully that's a sign of of things to come out there but the rest of the game I mean defensively just like like the Willie Castro Javi play there was a pretty clear play at the plate and Javi just told him to go to second for for who knows what reason um it's it's just it's one thing after another after another. It's bad defense on a night-in and night-out basis. It's bad offense on a night-in and night-out basis. It, it, it's it's four of five starting pitchers all being on the injured list at the same time. It's It's just... It's unbelievable. That's really the only word I have for it. It is unbelievable that is the word because again if you would have told me give me your best and worst case scenario on opening day I think this is probably worse than what I would have given you as my worst case scenario I think it is I think it would be for most people let's talk about that bullpen though because it was pretty good again didn't matter because we can't score but it was pretty good again Jason Foley like I said uh, was definitely a little while. The command was kind of all over the place. The stuff I thought was okay. 
uh, which is really my biggest thing with Jason Foley most nights is like, I don't know if I'm going to get like really impressive end of 2021 Jason Foley where I was really impressed by the movement or if I'm going to get like, you know, no, like I, I don't think this stuff belongs on a major league roster, Jason Foley. I was really impressed with him. Uh, his slider velocity was up like three miles an hour out of nowhere. He was slinging the thing. He just had no clue where it was going, but we're used to that in this bullpen. So whatever. Didn't give up any runs. Uh, his ERA in the year is now 309. Jacob Barnes. Love me some Jacob Barnes. Uh, did give up a hit and a walk as well. Uh, his stuff, he threw, he threw a slider in this one. That was like pretty clearly not a cutter. Like he had just like one pitch that was, that was, you couldn't have argued like, Hey, you know, like that, that cutter just bit a lot more than the other ones. Like, no, that was a breaking ball. Like that was like nine, eight miles an hour slower, uh, that, than his cutter. And, you know, it, it hung to be honest with you. Uh, it, and it got ripped. And now it didn't end up costing him because it got ripped to a glove, but but it got ripped. Uh, double play, a lot of double plays in this game. We've been turning a lot of double plays in the month of May. It just again doesn't matter because we hit into six times as many as we pitch into. Um, and, and again, the offense. We're done talking about the offense. So he, he did throw that, and I was like, "What the heck?" I, I audibly out loud was like, "What the hell? What what was? What are we doing?" Um, but the cutter. You know, we, we've said all year with the thing with Jacob Barnes, the, if both of the pitches work, he's really good. And if he mixes them in well, it's really good. But it seems that every outing, the cutter either gets crushed or the four seam gets crushed. Uh, in this one, the cutter was thrown nine times. It got whiffed on twice, which is good. Called a strike once. So that's a 33% CSW percentage. That's obviously really impressive. The thing is, it did get ripped ripped as well 100 miles an hour off the bat uh and the four seam was really weak contact uh one ball put in place softly two fouls uh had a whiff on it as well he, he was he was effective until he wasn't which i know isn't great analysis but it's honestly the truth michael well, let's go to drew carlton first drew carlton pitched the last inning one two three Inning with a strikeout, one whiff. Uh, I mean, I don't have too terribly much to say. Didn't see anything from Drew that was like mind-bending. Oh, my goodness, reinvented Drew Carlton. But also didn't see anything uh, that was, you know, catastrophic or like I don't know why he's a major league pitcher either. Drew Carlton is what we thought he was going into the game. Really solid outing. Um, and, yeah, his ERA on the year is zero. So, shout out Drew Carlton. Michael Fulmer, last person to pitch in this one, last player we haven't talked about, strikes out the side. Topping out at 95 miles an hour. Look, Michael Fulmer, his last three, four, five even starts, uh, he, he did not look the same. His velocity was pretty comfortably down from where it was at the beginning of the season, and we all kind of thought, oh, brother, you know, we, we know this, the history with Fulmer and his injuries. It was a really kind of a scary time because uh, we've seen this movie before and, and it's, you know, not not the sequel or the trilogy. Like, we've seen it a lot. And so it's really nice to see him go out there. He hadn't pitched in like a week. 
It's really nice to see him go out there, pump 95, strike out the side, three whiffs in an inning, just, you know, no balls put in play, obviously. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic outing by Michael Fulmer. Uh, slider velocity was even up than it has been like at the beginning of the season, not by a ton, but by like half a mile an hour, just all around beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So encouraging. So nice to see. Uh, now I think the biggest thing for me will be his next outing. He hadn't pitched in a week. I'm glad that he still got it and it doesn't seem to be lingering that long, but the, the following outing, that's not a week from now right? Like if he pitches again tomorrow or, or, or today, that's going to be the outing that I think we need to pay attention to his velocity the most. But regardless for the time being, very nice to see him back there. And that'll do it. That's everything. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown MLB podcast. Host Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team. The biggest stories from around the league Follow the Daily One League, the Daily One, the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that'll be it. The Detroit Tigers drop another one. That is five of our last six. And this kind of ultimatum I put on the team going into this stretch where I said these next 14 games would for more or less determine what kind of team this is this year and where we're going to end up in the season. Not off to a great start. Not off to a great start. But I do, even though we're talking about a team that is struggling immensely, I do hope that uh, maybe maybe you, you were able to take your mind off of other things for half an hour because um, there's, a, there's a lot of, of, of bad going out there. So... Um, I don't say going to therapy is dope just as a as a fun thing at the end. I, I genuinely mean it. Take care of your mentals. Be sure to give yourself a break from everything. Um, fight for what you believe in always, but, but make sure you, you take care of your mentals and take care of your family, take care of your friends, take care of your people, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. You matter a ton. Take care of yourself. Um, never, never a more important message in uh, in in times like these. Take take care of yourself. Um, yeah, and keep keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Change is needed. All right. Okay, I'm gonna let y'all go. Have a great day. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I'll catch you all tomorrow. Hopefully recapping a win. Is Ronnie Garcia really starting this game tomorrow? Today as you're listening to this? Are we really about to get a Ronnie start? Oh, really quickly. This is a pump fake ending. That's what you call a pump fake. Little, nice little Jordan one-arm pump fake. Um, don't expect Ronnie to go deep into the game for the same reason that we've talked about Willie Peralta over the last couple of days. Right? Okay. Just so we're all clear about that. Like uh, Ronnie Garcia starting, I think it's going to be like an opener type thing, like two or three innings tops. Uh, because again, going from a lever to just like being a starter is way more difficult than people realize. I don't think Ronnie's going to go out there and get you, give you five, even if he's shoving, like even if he has a shutout through three, 
once that pitch count gets into the 30s, I don't expect him to get to go too much longer. So uh, Ronnie Garcia is starting, but I think it's probably safe to say it's going to be somewhat of a bullpen day. Let's get a win, though. Let's win in this weird-ass field, all right? Let's win in target field. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you on tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.